Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek. My name is Tom Laird. I'm the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a call center outsourcing organization located here in the States and in Pennsylvania. And again, for those of you who are just joining us, the purpose of Advice from a Call Center Geek is to not talk about theory of customer support, but to give you actionable items uh, to take back into your contact center to improve the overall agent experience, to improve the overall quality of your center, to hopefully improve the customer experience. I'm going to get right into it today because I'm really excited about the topic. So many of you are going through the process or will be going through the process of purchasing a new telephony platform. Don't know what to do. Don't know where to turn. Don't know where to start. Not really sure what to do. So with this episode, I want to at least lay the foundational groundwork for you to, to have you be able to speak intelligently when you're kind of going through the process, whether you're just talking directly to a provider, whether you're talking to somebody maybe like me from a consultant side um, or, or you're sending out an RFP. So what I want to do here, I have kind of five main topics that I want to get into today. And, and one is, is the ease of use of the platform. And we're going to discuss why that's important. The must haves that you should have for your call center, the should haves, the bells and whistles, and kind of some of the add-ons, and then how to negotiate and how to deal with pricing. And we're going to get that to that in the end, because I think that's a really important part. And especially from a technology standpoint, the you know, th those providers always seem to have the upper hand because they know the deal. Well, this is something that's new for, for a lot of people. All right, before I, I, I start on these five, I want to talk about two terms here that you're going to hear a lot when you go through the process of purchasing. And that, that one is CCAS and one is UCAS. And a lot of people get those confused. So UCAS is Unified Communications as a Service, and CCAS is Call Centers basically as a service. So the difference is UCAS and the UCAS providers, I mean, I just basically like to think them as basically your, your business phone system, right? So um, I'm not going to name any providers. I'm not here to to say, hey, who, what, what provider is good, what one's not. But basically your office phones, right? So the phone that you have on your desk, it's not for a call center. It's, it's for, you know, call forwarding. Uh, you can do some auto attendant, you know, those types of things that everybody has. When you get into the call center as a service, and that's what I want to talk about today, you're talking about things directly for your contact center agents to improve the call center, skills-based routing, you know, more advanced call center technology. So that's the first thing you got to decide. What do we really need, right? Do I just need an office phone system? Well, if you do, then you're looking for a UCAS system. If you say, no, that's not what I need. Um, I want a, a CCAS. I need a call center in the cloud. I need one of those providers. Now, a lot of there's a lot of those providers that will reach out, right? So some of the UCAS guys will will either the white label, you know, a, a call center piece of software, or maybe they they do have their own. But I've normally found that it's not as robust. It's not as good from a technology standpoint. Now that might be all you need, right? If you have a smaller call center, that might be fine. But for what I want to talk about today. It's basically, what do you need to purchase a call center in the cloud, a contact center? Let's just say it's at least 10 seats. Most of the time, it's going to be 20 seats or more. So that's kind of what I'm focusing on. If you have a small one, two, three, you'd probably be good with an office phone. You could figure some things out with it. 
All right, so let's get into to these five kind of things that I, I think you should know, and you should know the technology, and you should know the terminology for it. So number one, the most important thing you need to ask yourself is, is what is your technology skill level at your organization, right? What is the ease of use that you need? So when you are talking to some of these providers, you know, if, if you don't have a lot of technical support, then it's going to be important that you find a platform that's, one, probably a little easier to use, Two, that they have a, a robust partner platform, right, that you can get some third-party support if you ever need to, to do anything that's maybe a little bit more advanced. You need to make sure you ask to always kind of look behind the scenes. So, so when you do a demo, all these guys are going to show you how pretty things look, the user experience, the, the supervisor experience. But some of the things, if you're worried about the technology piece – Ask what it's like to to program it, right? How do you how do you make a routing tree for an IVR? How do you how do you route certain things and, and do some advanced things? Is it difficult? Is it easy to use? Do you need a programmer for it? Um, so make sure that you're asking. Kind of look look you know b- behind the scenes a little bit and, and deeper into the platform on on what type of programming um, needs to be done. The other thing that's really important is with everybody at home, make sure that you have a, a really easy rep experience when it comes to actually physically putting a soft phone or putting their technology onto the computers for reps at home, right? You don't want to go through a whole download process and then putting in license keys and and putting in passwords and usernames. It's just going to cause you a lot of issues, especially if you're trying to onboard a bunch of people. So what you're going to look for is is kind of an integrated soft phone, right? Something that you don't need to download, something that literally you just go to a website um, put a, a, an email address and a password and you start to take calls. That's kind of where the technology is now. And if the provider that you have is doesn't have that, I would I would keep moving and keep looking because that's a really important piece of it. Most of that's done with WebRTC, but you don't want to be able to have to have reps, you know, download a bunch of stuff and, and cause you a lot of problems when you're when you're onboarding. All right. So the the second thing, and this gets a little bit more robust here, is what are the must-haves? Right. If you're going to have a call center or if you're you're moving to a new platform, you know, there's certain things that you know that your platform probably didn't do, but there's probably things that you're not thinking about that you should have that you might not even know about, right? So the first thing is obviously is you need to have a, a solid ACD, right? So with all of the platforms, I would tell you, hey, listen, I want voice, chat, and email, you know, basically as part of the deal, right? I don't want to add chat later. I just want it to be part of my my initial ACD. Right, so that's important. Um, you're you're gonna want to have to have skills based routing. I think all of us, if you're in the call center space at all, you know that's something that you know you need. You know the ability to skill reps into certain quote unquote phone numbers, right? To make sure that the right call is going to the proper agent. Setting different preferences so that if you have a newer agent, maybe they're not taking as many calls. But skills-based routing is kind of the standard. Everybody pretty much has it, but it's something that you need to make sure that you understand when they're talking about it. Do you want an IVR or an auto attendant? Um, how easy to use is that? How easy is, is it to set up? Very important. The next thing is really important because most of you do need this, and that's integrations. So I should probably have had this in the ease of use as well, but how easy is it? for you to integrate your Salesforce platform, your 365 Dynamics platform, your proprietary system that you have. Is it a huge expense? Is it something that the the telephony platform is used to doing? Do they have a partnership agreement with that group um, that you're using? Um, Are there APIs available for your proprietary system for them to 
to kind of talk. So integration is a really big, important piece of this. And even if you don't have an integration right now, you know, it's, it's really cool if you, if you explore that option to try to get that implemented if you're going into a new platform so that you have a seamless, um, you have seamless connectivity. Next is recording, uh, making sure that all of your calls get recorded. You can, you know, pull them. I prefer to have all of our recordings pulled directly from the platform that we're using onto a storage server and then onto AWS for any long-term storage. All the platforms will allow you to house your recordings on their uh, their servers, but there's going to be a cost for that. So make sure that you understand what the cost is. You know, if you keep them there for you know over a couple months, it's always normally better to to at least you know sign up for Amazon Web Services at least from their backup, get some storage space, and kind of move that stuff onto there. That's kind of a, a, just a little bit way to save some money. Um, monitoring, right? So you want to have a couple options for monitoring. One, you want to obviously just to be able to listen anywhere you are, right? So there's a, there's a very easy way to monitor. You want to actually, I call it the voice of God, right? But it's basically where a supervisor can talk to the rep, right? Uh, but the customer does not hear it. So that's good for coaching. Um, that's a whole other topic too. Some reps like it, some reps hate it, but the option should be there. And then the third option should be you should be able to barge in. So if you have a QA um, person who's listening and the, the call is just totally going off the rails, um, that, that somebody can then take that call over very easily without it having to be transferred. And you have control over that and the, you know, the, the rep understands that. One of the things that has really surprised me is the lack of real-time reporting that a lot of platforms have. Or the extra expense it costs to purchase a license for real-time reporting, which totally blows my mind. If you're looking at any of the big players, it's all included. Right? So you need to do two things from a real-time reporting standpoint. One, you, you want widgets. So little widgets that you can have up on your screen that show you the number of service level, the abandoned, how many calls in queue, those types of things. But then you also want little interval and summary reporting too. So each rep, um, how many calls they're taking. What's the handle time? What's the talk time? You're looking at that from a program and a skill standpoint and then looking at it from a rep standpoint. You also want to have your agent be able to have an agent state report so that you can see how long reps are on calls, uh, be able to double click on the rep and see where they are for the day, what percentage of their time is in after call work, be able to set little parameters with that as well. So from a supervisory standpoint, don't underestimate or, or don't think that every platform has just this real robust uh, real-time monitoring, dashboards, those type of, of, of technology because the, the main players do. But if you're looking at somebody that doesn't, um, make sure that you're getting everything that you think when it comes to when it comes to the reporting aspect. The other thing is you want to be able to get historical data extremely easily and also have a lot of you have a BI tool, right? So a lot of you are using, you know, some type of business intelligence to where you can pull out all your telephony data, put it into a you know, a different tool for maybe some some executives who like report certain ways. So make sure that you will have access to that information, access to that data, and that it's easy to access as well. Reliability is something that, you know, you, you need to discuss as well. And, and the plat- every platform is going to tell you that they're, you know, up to five or six levels of nine and they're up all the time. But this is where you really need to to ask for some references where you need to go and, and, and search online and, and really look at to see what the reliability numbers really are. You know, does this platform have, have problems with staying up? Are they down 
you know, even for 15 minutes once a day, you might be at six, five levels of nine, but that's a pain in the rear if you're down every single day for 15 minutes. Now, there's a ton of stability, again, with the main players, but depending on where you want to be, reliability is a, is a huge question to ask for to make sure that you're there. Um, and then something that a lot of a lot of people don't think about is how does their service packages work, right? So pretty much everybody allows, you know, 24-7 access to a 1-800 number where you can pick it up and you can call basically their, their tech support. But what if you want another layer of that? What if you want your own account manager? A lot of platform or pretty much every platform is doing doing this a different way. So ask how their service packages work. If you are, you know, I would say if you're above a, a 50 seat call center, you want someone that's relatively dedicated, um, or at least you want one voice that you can call. Maybe they're not dedicated, but there's one voice that you can call that understands your business, understands your business type. This is another way, though, that a lot of some of the providers can can upcharge you. Right, you get a service package that you don't need. So make sure that you look at the service package and make sure it's something that is acceptable to to your organization and that you think is worth the the, the cost of that as well. All right, so I think those are some of the must haves. Right, everything from obviously your ACD and, and skills based routing, be able to do integrations, looking at the service packages and the uptime. What are some of the things I think you should have? Right, and from a should have standpoint, and again, this is depending on size. One is is WFO is workforce optimization, right? So be, be able to you know look at a macro level of your call center traffic that's coming in and be able to staff accordingly down to shift schedules. So that can be a huge boost for all of your efficiency as a huge ROI return, especially if you have not had a WFO platform before, especially if you are growing and you're managing with you know spreadsheets, and schedules are done maybe not in the most technical technical way. So I think you know WFO is something that can really pay some benefits for you. You should have, and this almost goes into the must-have, some type of, of QM platform or quality management platform. So whether you, you think you can do it on your own, and to be honest, that's kind of what we do here at Expedia is um, we have our QA staff. We create forms based on every single client. We use some analytics um, and real-time listening to, to kind of make sure that our, our QA is doing right. But there's a lot of really cool tools out there that are analytic and AI-infused so that they're doing a lot of the listening for you and they're tagging different calls and tagging different pieces of the call to say, hey, we need to listen to this or you know, there could be something that's that's not right with this call. But that probably should be in the must-have. But making sure that you you're either going to look for, at their QM platform Right, you like their QM platform, which I think is a huge piece of of what you should be purchasing or what platform is going to work for you. And then something you should have too that most of the platforms have, but some of them are a little bit more difficult to program or don't come right off the shelf is virtual callbacks. Right, so just make sure that that kind of gets thrown in there, or that you can get the code really easy to to do virtual callbacks. So you know, if you ever do go into queue or um, you know, you you have multiple skills and one of them's in, in a deep queue that you can, you know, schedule callbacks with customers uh, when their time in line comes up. Just something that maybe not everybody thinks about, but I think it's a really important piece. All right, the next thing is what are some of the bells and whistles, right? So, you know, if you have kind of what we just talked about there, you have a really solid platform. You, you're going to be doing really well. But let's say you want to take it to the next level. What are some of the kind of cool things that 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 you can do? And I'm not going to talk about... Well, I guess, you know, we can get into that here as well. Speech analytics, 
right? Is something that's that's really cool. I've talked about it at nauseum. Um, <laughs> you guys can go to a bunch of podcasts and hear, you know, what I have to say about that. You know how what a huge fan I am of that. Getting into the Google transcriptions now, real time transcription. That stuff's now available. Really cool technology. Advanced reporting. So when I say advanced reporting, this is looking at not only the telephony data, but being able to pull in third party or your CRM data into one platform that kind of meshes them together with the telephony data. So let's just say that you're doing a an inbound program and cross sells and upsells and cost per call and all that is really important. Well, if you have all that information in a CRM, advanced reporting can kind of bring that in so that you can you can set dashboards up and you can do some really cool things. So an, a senior manager can see what's going on, not only with the telephony piece, but also maybe on the efficiency or the cost expenses as well um, that are coming from the actual numbers from a CRM or from a, a database that you may have. So kind of meshing telephony with with data um, that is that is non-telephony. Voice authentication, um, something that's really cool and can cut down a lot of time. It's a little expensive. Um, but you know, having the, the, the system, right. Understand what the customer, who the customer is by just by their voice. So they do a little bit of a sign up. Next thing you know, next time they call in, you don't have to, you know, authenticate with their social security number, their date of birth. The system is going to do that. The reason I'm kind of bringing up these bells and whistles is if, if this is something that you want, make sure the platform that you are going to has this stuff. Right, because not all of them do. So again, I should have probably prefaced that before I talk about that. So that's why I'm, I'm getting into this. So all of these questions, you know, these these kind of different things that you can you can use, you have to decide if it's good for your business or not. And if all these things you like and, and you really want them, make sure that the platform that you're doing uh, don't go down the road without asking these questions. So that you know you're halfway through, you've done two demos, and they can't do five things. If that makes sense. And then I want to talk about pricing. So this is a really important piece. So the, the number one tip that I will give you as a call center consultant and being in the business forever is to negotiate everything. And when I mean that, I, I really mean every item line that you get when you get that first pricing spec sheet, I would talk about it and try to negotiate it all down. This especially goes for your implementation costs, right? Depending on what you want, depending on how much integrations you have, make sure that you you knock that number down. Most of the platforms are expecting you to do that. So you're not being rude. Um, knock those numbers down. And if you don't feel comfortable with that, then <laughs> you need to call me um, and we can do it for you or we can do it with you um, and, and kind of help you through that. The other thing that you can do to save money on your implementation is look at if they have any third-party implementers. We actually use the third-party. We're, I mean, it's no news here that we're on in contact. When we started with in contact, we actually had a third-party do our implementation, and it worked out awesome. In fact, it was a little bit better because it was a little bit quicker. So again, there's those questions that you can ask too. If, if you just, you knock the number down, but it's still not where you need it to be. Ask about a third party implementation and they can hook you up with some partners who can give you their own specs and they do a heck of a job. So that's something to, to kind of think about as well. The other thing from a pricing standpoint is know if you want to do it by agent 
or by seat, right? So like kind of concurrent users or, or if you want to do it by agent. So think about this. And this is kind of how we do it here is I have three shifts 24 seven. So the first two shifts are obviously the, you have the most amount of associates with it. Only one rep can sit in a station at once. So I don't want to be billed by each rep, you know, each month. I want to be billed by the station. So again, your price might go up a little bit, right? But overall, you know, sometimes it might work for you depending on how many shifts and how many reps you have. It might be a little bit cheaper in the long run. And the other thing you need to watch with this as well is watch your minimums because a lot of times they will lower costs um, but up your minimum. So sometimes it doesn't even pay to have that lower cost because your minimum is so high. So make sure that you can hit your minimum. I guess that's the thing. Everybody's going to give you a monthly minimum that you need to be at, um, and that can help with scaling. So be careful of that. And then the other kind of tip that I have is if you think you're going to grow, so let's say you're at 50 seats now, but in a year from now, you know, you know, or you think you're going to be at 75 seats or, or you're going to be at 200 seats, tell the provider that. They can add that into the contract where you can get some of those savings now right, for some of that growth that's that's going to happen. And then maybe you just negotiate so your minimums go up a little bit. So those are, I guess, some tips I think as well that that you can kind of you know, get through in the, from the pricing standpoint, but just talk to them about everything. They're, they're coming in with numbers that they're expecting to be negotiated. If you don't negotiate, then basically you're paying too much. I will say this, and I'm probably going to get a bunch of mean emails for this, on average, for a very robust platform, right? So must-haves, meaning all these must-haves from the ACD to integrations to recording to real-time dashboards, um, having a service package, maybe you have WFO as well, those types of things. You you look to pay right now anywhere between $150 to $275 on average per seat per month depending on what you want. That's what I've seen from the consulting side. Um, and I think is a, is a relatively good number for you to budget. Um, and if a provider comes with a $400 seat cost, I think that's way too much. So, yeah, so that's kind of getting into my mind a little bit from the consulting side. You guys know I have nothing, anything that I think is, I, I can add value, I'm going to give to you. Um, I don't keep anything. I don't, you know, do anything for you know, pay me to give you this information, which is I know totally counterintuitive to <laughs> where a lot of people think. Um, I will tell you though that we do have a consulting arm here at Expedia that is basically just me because I know all the platforms, I know all the players. Um, they won't really, I don't want to say mess with you, right? Um, if they know I'm kind of involved. So if you are looking to to go through a a process or an RFP or going to go talk to some providers, you know, hit me up. You can go to callcentergeekconsulting.com and, and fill out a little form or just shoot me an email at tlaird at expedia.net or just DM me on LinkedIn. Um, anywhere that you want to talk, just just let me know. There's no fee. I get paid on the, uh, the back end by all the providers, so I'm totally agnostic to any platform. I just want to try to help you kind of get into the right uh, the call center platform or telephony partner that's going to you know help your business the most. Great lead-in for my last little piece here. 
I would love for you guys to join the Advice from a Call Center Geek texting community. So if you can just text hi or hello or call center geek, whatever you want to text to 814-247-0366, that will start the process to get you signed up for the texting community. Again, I will never sell to you. The only thing that I'm going to provide is, is other call center content you know, directly to, to you. We have about 150 community followers right now, which is pretty cool, which I wanted to get it to about 100 to 150 so that I could really start to, you know, now start to really push information out and push content out. You also have access to me. So if you ever have any question, and the community is really small right now. So if there are any call center questions, I'm going to be able to get right to them um, and, and answer you back and try to help in any possible way I can. So again, that number is 814-247-0366. So just text call center geek to that. Um, and it'll kind of get you signed up for that. And also, if you have any other issues or questions and, and you want to reach out to another community, we have the Advice from a Call Center Geek Facebook community. So check that out as well. Um, and that's just a bunch of like-minded call center individuals, you know, talking about some issues and problems that, that they have and trying to help each other. So again, thank you guys uh, very much. I think that this was a pretty cool episode. I, I think and hopefully that this opens your mind, your mind a little bit and, and makes you a little bit more... Um, educated to, to some of the lingo and some of the things that you can kind of ask for when, when looking for a telephony platform.